Hi folks, welcome to Jet Setra, the Winnipeg Free Press podcast. Uh, on this podcast, we talk about the Jets, Mike, we talk about other sports, and etc. mostly food. Uh, I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lyons, and I'm joined as usual by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. Hi Mike, how are you today? Doing great, enjoying this uh, lovely spring we're having, Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, no, no kidding. So, I actually considered coming without a jacket today, leaving wow, my house without no, a jacket. it's not that warm. I know, but... What's the temperature today? I don't know, like minus three or something? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm acclimatized you got a to short it. sleeve sh- shirt on with no jacket? That right. would have been Isn't that very... like when football players, they go sh- uh, sleeveless? No, it's like the... Doofuses, sorry if you're <laughs> listening there, buddy, uh, that go to Sobeys on a Saturday morning in the winter with shorts on, actually. Yes. Oh, yeah, those. those guys. Yeah. Probably without a mask, too. There's probably a few of those guys listening, isn't Yeah. There? Sorry, doofuses. Sorry, but it's... <laughs> we just, we just really heard our not, doofus... not a good look, man. Demographic. Like, seriously. We second I used to go on and on in our say what about guys in shorts. Like, those really? Are the, those are the hardcore gym bros, aren't yeah, they? No, that's... A, I mean, if you wear shorts at the gym, but you know, I, I, you don't wear shorts to the grocery store. You no. just don't, man. Like, nobody wants to see that. They just don't. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care how fit you think you are. Um, so, anyways, episode 47, before we get too far off the topic here, uh, we're gonna, today we're going to talk about the Jets opening their season uh, on Thursday, which is tomorrow, uh, versus the Calgary Flames. It's currently Wednesday, January something. Uh, the Jets open their season tomorrow, Thursday, January something. So it's Winnipeg Jets Eve today. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow. So Kevin Chevaldeoff comes down the chimney tonight. <laughs> With his roster. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about where we think the team's going to finish in the standings. Talk about our coverage plans for the year. We'll chat about fat bikes, hikes, and cross-country skiing. And, of course, Food. Air fryer is jacked about oh. his family's new air fryer. It is unbelievable. We'll get okay, to we'll that get in to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a food contraption guy, Mike, but we'll game chat changer, about it. Steve. Game changer. Game changer. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get on to the first period of our uh, 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 podcast here. Is a, does a buzzer go off? Do they put a buzzer in here or something like that? Just drop the puck. Yeah. Drop the puck. Okay. All right, Mike. We both did predictions last week on the team. Yours was in the paper. Mine was in my daily newsletter, which is called Playbook, folks. If you don't get that, you can subscribe online. Uh, Mike also has a playbook. It comes out once a week. Mine comes out five times a week. So you're five, you're five times the man I am, Steve. <laughs> you write five columns a week, Mike. So <laughs> You make five times the salary as I do. So it I, all... It, <laughs> I wish. It all yeah, comes out I in the wish. wash. Yeah, that's not true, folks. It don't is believe not. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 5%, maybe. 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 Now, unlike... Unlike me, you flip-flopped on your predictions. I did. Okay, so uh, when I first made the prediction, I had done zero research. Uh, uh, then I started to look. I started to think about the Jets. I started thinking that. But mostly, I'm not so – I'm not – I didn't make the flip so much. Uh, so I predicted the Jets to finish second. Right. Just to say, you predicted fourth. Um, in the Canadian division right. or the Scotia North division, it's not so much you what you it. saw in the Jets; it's what you it's didn't not. see in the other teams. Yeah, I don't see any. I don't see anything good in this division, really. This is a really um, uh, a lot of people talk about the. I didn't see any really good defensemen, um, and uh, there's lots of good forwards. Uh, every team's got some good forwards, um, and the Jets have a really good goalie. A, a couple other teams have really good goalies. Uh, Calgary and uh, Montreal for sure. Um, everybody thinks Toronto does. I'm not sure. Um, so, 
yeah, I just kind of looked at it. Here's the thing that I like about the Jets. Um, they're not that far removed from a Western Conference uh, final series. And then the following year, they were storming. Like, they were like one of the, the they, best. Them the and best, Tampa were the two were best the teams two at best the Christmas teams in the break. League. And then they got off the... They got off track somehow. Something happened or whatever. Some chemistry on the team apparently or something like that. And then they lost in seven games, the weirdest playoff series against the Blues where the <laughs> the visiting team right. won all the games. But they lost in seven games to the Stanley Cup champions. And then last year, I'm going to give them a mulligan on losing to the Flames. Um, weird year, obviously, folks, uh, all around. And then losing Lining Shifley early in the series um, was... So, anyways, they were also the one of the hottest teams in the NHL before the they were. They were like nine, two, and one, I think. Right. So they were going in the right direction. They were, and so I I think that I think this season is going to be very much like a fifty-six game playoff season. Right. It's almost like every game is going to be have that intensity to it. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I think the Jets play best under those circumstances. They've shown that. That they can play, and they know they're seasoned in that type of play. Right. A, a lot of the other teams in this Canadian division, division are not, and actually the ones that have choked in a bunch of playoff series. Right. I don't see that the Jets have choked really in any playoff series. They got beat. I still think that. Well, they kind of still choked against Vegas back in that quarterfinal. Yeah, I but, think they ran Mark out of Andre, gas. And Mark Andre Nashville, Fleury was amazing. Mark Andre right, Fleury started and said, "And na- yeah. that Nashville series, that was like the Stanley Cup for the Jets. It was, and they they had the adrenaline of going into Game One, which they won handily and looked like they. And then the tank was just empty for them. Yeah, and so the team. Uh, how is the team different from then right. to now? Defense. Okay, and so this is the big question. I'd say they have a better goaltender now. They well, have the he, same goaltender, but he's better. But he's better. And then all of the other players, the forwards, are a little bit more seasoned. I mean, uh, Andrew Kopp's a better player. Absolutely. Um, and Adam Lowry. Kyle Connor's a better player. Better player, right? You know, is, is Nikolai Ehlers Nikolai a better Ehlers player? Is, better. is Mark Scheifele a better player? I mean, maybe. Scheifele had a really good series. I think he's the same player, uh, at yeah, least. Yeah, and same with Wheeler. And so... and Josh, on the blue line, Josh Morrissey's a better player player yeah so i'm I'm not so i'm not sure what's your you you picked them fourth i did why do you think they'll be fourth the fourth was almost a because i could have also picked them first or second or sixth like i'm yeah so i just threw them in the middle yeah because the jets are to me it's lame mike so you bailed out i did i it's it's like uh come on a hung jury take a stand Uh, i'm switzerland when it comes to uh, just neutral but you know the I agree. As the more I look at other teams, like for instance, I'm really high on Edmonton because I think anybody that has McDavid and Drysaddle, like you got a chance to do special things. I'm about they the haven't. only. I look around what other pundits are predicting. I don't know if you saw the folks at TSN yesterday. They had a whole panel of of picks. Craig Button, who I respect, Craig Button's opinion. He's he's he has Edmonton sixth. Oh. Where did he have the Jets? He has the Jets fourth. Oh, okay. So me and Craig are on the same page. He's a big Jets fan. Um, Jeff O'Neill of TSN has the Jets first, by the way. But I'm just looking where everyone, there was... He also loves the Jets. So they picked Edmonton fourth, sixth, fourth, fourth. They've... they've uh, who... They lost their best defenseman for the Clef season. Clef Bob. Ty, they signed... And they have Tyson the same Perry, two terrible goalies. Terrible. Right. You know, like... And, and they signed... What's the other guy they signed for? Kyle Tourist, like big deal. 
Um, and they, yeah, and they have the same two really bad goalies. Like, right. I, I, I mean, goalies who team the same six teams are going to face over and over again and uh-huh. figure out. That's the other thing, Steve, like is coaching and the ability to make adjustments. To me, that's more important than ever this year. This is going to come down to the the ability to counter. And that's because another reason I like the Jets. I think Paul they have a, is a very really veteran coach. coaching staff. Yeah, and that's why I picked the Montreal they, Canadians to finish first. I like their goaltending. I like yes. their defense. I like a lot of their forwards. And I really like their coach as well. Claude, Claude Julian, Julian is coach. a terrific coach. Yeah. And the other thing... Who, ever, who is Sheldon Keefe? I never heard of this guy. Yeah, he was a great AHL coach. But wow. get in line. There's a get lot of those line, guys. Pal. By the way, uh, the folks at... You're not alone. The folks at TSN, well, except for Jeff O'Neill, love Montreal. Uh, Darren Drager has them second. Craig Button has them first. Okay. Uh, Dave Poulin has them second. And Jeff O'Neill has them sixth. Wow. So where did these guys all pick the Leafs? The Toronto Literate media? Yes, did this is the all the... Leafs t- all finishing first? Drager first. Button second, Poulin first, O'Neill second. So yeah, they, they right. threw a lot of love to, right. towards I had Toronto. a closer look at the Leafs roster yesterday. They got a lot of good players. Paul Wiesick texted me. He told me that the Leafs were going to make me look silly in my predictions. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I picked them down, right? I picked yeah. them down the class. I mean, I have I have them finishing first you and Edmonton that. second. And then I'm re- to me, like, what is Vancouver this year? I actually like what Vancouver's now done with their blue line. They got Travis Hamannick and Nate Schmidt. To me, that's actually an improvement over okay, so, Chris. But why did nobody sign Hamannick? Here, the so, Hamannick thing is really interesting. Maybe he's too slow for this league now. One point. So when they brought him in on a PTO, a lot of people said to me, why didn't the Jets do it? And I Because Hamannick wants to play here. There's no question. And I said, well, for one thing, the Jets have a glut now on the right side. Maybe not a – you could argue that – he would be a in lot that. of bad players. Well, say, yeah. <laughs> but they have DeMello and Pionk and Pullman, who they're really high on. Right. So where does Ham? Those are all right shot guys. Where's Hamannick? Who does he bump? Does Pullman come out of the lineup because Hamannick plays? Now I was saying that on the assumption I thought Hamannick was going to sign for two, two and a half, three, and I'm thinking the Jets—they're not paying that money to a guy that. They can't even guarantee ice time. Then I see yesterday, Steve, he signs for what, 1.1 or 1.2? Yeah, there must be something in oh. uh, the Travis Hamannick's game that we don't know that all the other teams. They're the starting him on the do. top pair in Vancouver. Well, that's I, uh, uh, with Tyler Byers? <laughs> no, I think he's playing with Quinn Hughes. <laughs> uh, so they have one good defenseman in Vancouver. In Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Hughes. Uh, Alex, Ed- Alex Edler's not bad. Schmidt's, yeah, Schmidt's a good Edler player. gets hurt all the time, though. Yeah, you can't say sh- healthy. Sh- but Schmidt's a good. And Vancouver took advantage of a Vegas cap situation. Goaltending, they lost Jacob Markstrom, who was great last year, but they brought in Braden Holtby, who's won a Stanley Cup, and they've got Demko, who was the one of the stories of the playoffs, right? Like, and you got Pedersen and Horvat and Besser, like, that. yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, 56 games, it all starts tomorrow, and we get to have these debates uh, on the daily basis. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Cetera podcast. Mike, you mentioned uh, just at the end of our first period there that we it all starts tomorrow. Uh, the Jets are at home to the Calgary Flames. Uh, then, just swiveling my chair, I'm doing a little <laughs> swivel there, folks, to turn around and look at my big bulletin board. Like a movie villain. Here. And then they go to, they play those, uh, those powerhouse talent-laden Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday. 
And then the Ottawa Senators back-to-back Tuesday and Thursday. Actually, back-to-back-to-back. Oh, back-to-back. Because then Ottawa's the first team back here. That's what what you talked about, Steve, in the first period. Those, like, mini-series, right? Like, Ah. so there's a three-game series against Ottawa kind of right off the hop. That's a nice break for the the Jets to begin, right? So um, we're going to be... Uh, traveling out east. This is news. It is. Right? Um, we didn't think we were going to be able to until no. the weekend, last weekend. Uh, as, as most of you folks know, there's um, has been a... Uh, non-essential travel. Non-essential travel to Ontario. If you go to Ontario, when you come back, you got to have a 14-day quarantine. Um, I'm not sure why Ontario, not Alberta, but that's another story. Um, but we were not going to be able to go, but in the recent... Guidelines. Mike McIntyre found a clause. <laughs> I read the fine print, which T- uh, tell me how that happened. Well, my all my and I, I think I emailed you. What was it about uh, one in the morning, Steve? Because I yeah, was, I was not awake. I know you way. weren't awake. I'm a night hawk, and I I don't know. It was last Friday night. I decided just for fun, I'm going to read every bit of the new public health orders, which were extended last Friday. The code red. But we know that there was the addendum made to allow the Jets to play games. So I just got curious. Ex- How about that fancy word there, folks? Addendum? Yeah, yeah. nice word. I hung around a courthouse for 20 <laughs> years, so I picked up some... Uh, That's the first time that word has ever been used in a sport. Have, has, have we ever written that word I in don't know, but now pages? I'm going to try and get it try in a story. Just try and find it in, in my copy. <laughs> Look for... It'll be like, where's Waldo? Look for addendum <laughs> yeah, coming addendum. soon. Maybe in my piece today. Uh, but yeah, so I decided, I just wanted to see what, what, how they read and I wasn't expecting to find, uh, a smoking gun, but I did because they're in, in, I believe it was, uh, subsection J of the quarantine, uh, from Eastern travel. It actually laid out that media covering professional hockey teams do not need to quarantine upon return from the East. Uh, and you know, so that puts us in a special group, I guess, with that exemption. Insert shocked emoji here, Mike. Exactly. So, what do you think about that? Well, like, who lobbied so some, for, for for that? First of all, well, we, yeah, we certainly I, didn't. We didn't. No, I'm not sure who did that. I don't I imagine the Jets it must have been the broadcasters, right? Maybe. Yeah. But my understanding, Steve, is that the Bayax and Sawyer's, like TSN Jets guys, they're not traveling. They're they're calling the games from a studio here in oh. Winnipeg. So, I mean, and I don't think the Jets yeah. in their dealings with the province, would they have said, hey, we, we, want, we, really our, want, Mike we want our good come. friends at the free press to be able to come <laughs> follow us along for the ride here. I mean, maybe it was the NHL. We need to send a thank you note to Scott we Brown do. for that. I'm sure he did that. Um, you know, maybe it was the NHL. They were the ones, Bill Daly, they were having talks. So I guess the idea was, well, we're going to allow media to be in the rinks. And here's the potential headache for, say, a team like the Jets. What if... Toronto media wanted to follow the Leafs and I suspect they will like do they have to quarantine would they have had to quarantine to oh, come to they Winnipeg would have, yeah oh so they probably did it for those guys maybe yeah and because they it works both ways right so I don't have to quarantine coming back but they don't have to quarantine coming here right um so I guess it just and I know from the Jets perspective they were like how are we even going to police this like if if a Toronto star reporter shows up at Bell MTS place for a Leafs game is it, would it have been incumbent on the Jets to do like a two-week history on that reporter to right. find out? So now right. it, that removes that obstacle. So, so yeah. okay, so uh, what do you think about this, Mike? So some folks will be saying, uh, hold on here a second. How is it that you get to go travel to Toronto and Ottawa to cover the Jets? Lucky you. 
and you get to come back and you don't have to quarantine. Right. Like, what about the rest of us, Mike, that want to go wherever it might be? And um, Visit a family member. Yeah, see my grandma. I mean, I was talking to my uh, aunt yesterday. She can't go see her grandkids, you know. Right. Like, I mean, it's a valid question. There's been... Uh, there's been uh, exemptions already in place um, for government workers, uh, for truckers, <laughs> to, pilots, to go to Arizona, police, yeah, <laughs> police officers. <laughs> just in Canada, they they got to slide on that curfew as well. The idea being that what they've deemed essential, and journalism and media is deemed essential. You could make an argument that covering a hockey team is not essential. I would argue, and I'm going to write a column on this this weekend as as I head out on the first trip of the year. Um, playing pro sports in a pandemic is a big story and it's a controversial story and journalism is about going to the story whenever possible i mean not well, that it's the we've, same we've covered the pandemic at the at, at, at many different fronts for sure since it started in march and so uh, the idea of us covering the the story as it relates to the professional sports is 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 that's just something we would do as well. Absolutely. Like, yeah, and for sure. the ability to go into these communities. Um, now, we, we're going to be extremely careful. We're going to abide. I mean, the, some of these communities have very... Ontario just announced a stay-at-home order yesterday. So, like, it's going to be... It's not like we're going there to, to party on the road. It's going to be hotel... It's Toronto, anyway. Rink, yeah. Hotel, <laughs> rink, back to the hotel. And, and Ottawa. And Ottawa. <laughs> Um, I traveled to Ottawa on uh, the CFL beat, and we always went across the river to Hull so, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> to party. So there's not a lot of partying in Ottawa. So. No. Uh, <laughs> so I imagine these places are going to be extremely sleepy right now. And, you know, I'm going to take all kinds of precautions. I've got not, not only, of course, the mask, but I've actually got a full face shield that I'm going to wear on the plane. And uh, But I think, you know, just like... In, in journalists for you that's the history of journalism right we traveled to dangerous places not yeah, that this sure. is the same this isn't a war zone this isn't even the u.s capital uh <laughs> in terms of the danger but there's for sure risk yeah. and we don't take that lightly but at the same time this if at all possible this isn't a story you just tell from your basement on zoom which is kind of what what it would be if we were not traveling we'd just be covering games off television and off yeah we, that's that's that was our plan we were you, for sure I had scheduled and you if, guys to if, do that yep, and if yep. if that's what we had to do because the orders said so then yep. we would abide by them we're yep. not and i think that we have to be clear we're not breaking any orders here we're only doing this because they've specifically made an exemption for it and we I believe think it's a, important you know, and there's a ton of our readers and some our listeners or whatever or watchers whatever they're doing these days um that want to know what's going on and they want to know what that looks like and and i think that they'd be curious to know what it's like to get on a plane and travel there to cover the team mike and and um i mean some other people might think that it's that it's inappropriate but um you know, I, I think in, in when I'm doing my writing here as we go forward this season, um, sure, we're going to cover the X's and O's of the team and, you know, who's on the third line and who's on the third defense pair or whatever, like the wins and losses, the stories, all that. We will cover all that, of course, like we always do. But there's so much more to this story. And we're going to cover that extensively as well. The, you know, inevitably when issues come up, we've already seen that in the NHL with teams like Dallas, 17 players uh and that's uh, crazy eh? it is crazy like there i was thinking as on my drive-in steve like the dallas stars almost have herd immunity 
right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's well, that's, they would now. Yeah, right. Yeah. So going forward, like, they, I mean, they could spread it, I guess, to others. But in terms of their team, they're almost now insulated from. Mm-hmm. Co- they shouldn't have any other issues because almost everybody got it. Um, so inevitably, there's going to be some bumps in the road, and we're going to be on the road uh, to document every step of the way. Look forward to every word you write there, Mike. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Cetera podcast. This is where we pivot to either other sports or et cetera. Um, Mike, you are, uh, you've been doing your daily walks still, and uh, you were asking me about fat bikes. I've been enamored um, with fat bikes for a while. Have you? Oh, yeah, totally. So I, I, wanted re- to, I, I want to bride one. So I rented one for a weekend uh, a couple weekends ago now was it last weekend the weekend before last it was a beautiful weekend and um you went to birds hill right i no i didn't end up going to birds hill so one ride i did with a buddy of mine dylan we we hooked up we went all along the assiniboine river all the way from Wosley to the forks the whittier park and then down the seine river which is a beautiful trail it's a beautiful walking trail too Mm -hmm. by the way uh folks if you really want to see a unique get a unique perspective of the city and the, you know, you walk down this, you walk down the river basically, right. And you see all the backyards of right. St. Boniface and St. Vital and all that or whatever. And people have fire pits on the river and skating rinks on the river. It's just a beautiful winter wonderland. And so, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a learning curve to it, uh, a writing it, B how, how to dress for it. Um, I was going to ask, cause you're an avid bike rider as I am. people know. And yeah. I wondered what the, what it felt like to ride compared to say a normal bike like was it tougher uh well it's tougher for sure it's harder it's it's harder terrain um it's not as you know you're you're going through slush at times or whatever or thick snow at times or you want to try to stay in 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 the on the line as much as you can and so i fought it a little bit with the handlebars and it was a, it was certainly a good workout on my uh, traps um hmm. so th- that was th- th- they were sore and then, um, and it's a, it's, it's pedaling is harder too, right? And all of that or whatever. So it's a really, really good workout. I did the first day I did a, about a 20 mile ride total. And then the next day I went through a Cinnaboyne forest and a Cinnaboyne park. And it, it's, it's neat. You know, they're, they're, they're a hefty investment. Um, so we'll see. I might, uh, I'm more looking at a different. I'm looking for a second bike, but not a right. fat bike at this time. So, so what did like a? You said you rented for two days, like a weekend. I what did a, what, for a weekend? What did cost, that cost? Cost me 120 bucks. Yeah, to, with tax, tax right. and everything included. I actually got it. I picked it up on New Year's Eve day, uh, in the evening, and then I had it New Year's Day, and then you know what I had? I, I because it was a, a, a weekend. I had it for Friday, Saturday, oh, and there's Sunday. There's a stat built in there. Yeah, so there was. So I kind of got lucky. So it was, I got it for three days for 120 bucks. It was pretty good. You can rent them from uh, Woodcock. Uh, I rented it from a place called Northern Bicycle Company uh, on a Portage Avenue. Uh, Woodcock also rents them. Um, they're 55 bucks for the day, but you pick it up in the morning. You got to have it back by end of day. Okay. If you want to have it for a couple of days, I think it was 110 bucks, obviously, or whatever. So. Um, uh, lots of it's popular. Lots of people doing it. Yeah. So I mean, I I love my walks. Uh, I have a cousin, uh, and she's been on a fitness path as well. She's doing great. She sort of started after I did, and and she's had great results. So a couple of weeks ago, she said to me, "We should go cross country skiing," which is something I I actually used to downhill ski a lot, uh, but I haven't done that in ages. 
And I don't think I've ever cross-country skied. Shame on me. I live in a, in a winter wonderland. Other than I think we did it sometimes like for school excursions, like maybe in junior high. Right. But I've never really cross-country skied. Um, when I walk every day at Kildonan Park, I see a lot of people go cross-country ski the entire golf course, which is, I think it's about four miles. And I guess you could do it a few times. Uh, so we've looked into renting cross-country skis. We're going to do luck. it. Well, it's tough right now, for Good sure. Luck. There are a couple places, but they say that they're actually on hold during the code red. So we're going to wait and see what happens at the end of next week. Uh, it's super hard to either A, rent them, or B, buy them even. Really? Um, uh, yeah, really, really hard. Just because it's become so popular? Inventory-wise, yeah. Huh. The, the, I was talking with Dean Sampson. He owns Sampson Ski and Bike on Pemina the other day, and he was exhausted from the, a weekend of, of doing curbside pickup for cross-country skis. Wow. Yeah, and so it's, it's, it's very popular. People are getting outside. It's been a great weather oh. uh, winter. But people just aren't going. They're not going away to Mexico. They're not going to Florida. Sure. So they're not a little more disposable. Little more disposable income and time. And yeah. just like they want to get out, we all want to get outside right. and have some fresh air and some vitamin D, right? And so, cross country skiing, skiing is very popular. We went for a hike in Beaudry Park on the weekend, and um, they had some really nice groomed trails for cross country skiing. I've never really, I've never done it myself either. Um, oh. I'm not sure how attracted I am to it. Um, it's a great workout from what yeah, everybody says, right? They say that, yeah, I guess, yeah. What about snowshoeing? My eh. cousin actually said if we can't get uh, skis, let's rent snowshoes. I'm, uh, I wasn't quite as excited I'm about that. I'm just not personally attracted to either. I like a good hike. I like a good bike ride. Um, I don't, I, I don't want to spread myself too thin here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, maybe cross-country skiing. I mean, I don't know. I was, I, <laughs> there's this guy. There was this guy on the side of the path. So at, at Beaudry Park, they have these trails, and they really ask you, by the way, not to walk on the cross-country right. trails. They want to keep them the well-groomed. side of them or whatever. But there was this guy sitting on his butt on the side. I guess he had fallen. I go, you having fun? He goes, yeah, I'm having a blast. I was like, yeah, sure you are, bud. He was struggling. but um, Yeah, so the plan, I mean, like you're right, it is hard. It, it looks like it's very hard to get them right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're not doing it. Well, it's impossible to get a fat bike, too, by the way. Really? Oh, you can't buy one in town. But you can rent them. They do have ones available for rental. But did yeah. you have to kind of give them a lot of notice you on gotta, that? You, if you'd have to get it, get you'd have to get it, book it now. Right. You can't just wake February. up one morning and say, "I'm going to go fat bike today." No, and... they're booked this weekend. I was going to try to get one this weekend, actually, on Saturday, and I couldn't find one. Wow. Um. So I'm going to maybe rent one for the Louis Real long weekend there, or whatever. So um, um. But yeah, uh, you, but you can't buy one. There's, there's the you, maybe uh, once in a while they pop up on uh, Facebook Marketplace or on Kijiji. I must but, say, like we talk, of course, about wanting to go back to normal, and we all want a lot of the things we had in life to come back. But I do hope, Steve, that a lot of these positive things people have discovered, either that they didn't have time for before, or maybe they didn't have interest in, or whatever be nice to see some of that carry on like you know what the biggest is it's, it's funny you mentioned that you know i had a, a chat with a chat with some people that send me emails uh for uh, from a, my playbook newsletter and one of the things that i've really chatted with a lot of people about this year is, is it, in 2020 i gained a whole new appreciation for uh visiting places and getting out and seeing Winnipeg and Manitoba. Mm. I travel a lot. I've been blessed to be able to travel a lot. I do some travel stories for the paper, and I've got to go to a lot of great places. And 
And um, when when I was I, the the week that the pandemic everything shut down, I was off to Jamaica. That got canceled. I had a trip to Oregon for another conference, a travel conference I was going to. That got canceled. And then I was and I started to think, oh my God, you know, like I'm not going to get to travel, right? Do you know what I mean? Like I really love to travel. I really right. like to go see places, whatever. You know, I don't actually. I'm not missing it. I'm really not. You know, I got out on the weekend and I went for two really gorgeous hikes, one in Beaudry Park and one in a park called Hentliff Park in South St. Vital. And, and in the summertime, I got to go to Riding Mountain for the first time in 50 years. I uh, went to the White Shell and did a bunch of really great things. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward again to 2021, getting out and seeing more in Manitoba this year and in the summer. I'm really looking forward to it. I have no interest in going anywhere other than Manitoba right now. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, we probably overlook sometimes what we have and we we're, we've been guilty of that and this has kind of forced us to maybe look inwards a little yeah. more and and i think a lot of people have liked what they've seen i know i have certainly as well and uh um you know do you ever go go for a hike instead of just your walk around i do the yeah so like i've i use that all trails app which i really like yeah, it's a really I, good I, app. I started to use it when i was in edmonton last summer uh, and it led me to some really nice trails. So I've I've done Birds Hill a couple times, and there's a couple different trails you could do at Birds Hill. Yeah, we went to Birds Hill. Uh, we did the Pine Ridge Trail. Yeah, uh, and the lake, the Lake View one was nice too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, no, especially as the weather, not that it hasn't been nice, but as we get into spring and summer, my plan is to try and really diversify, get out to some places I've never hiked before, and. And now that I'm in a little bit better shape, maybe add some terrain to them and like make them a little more challenging. I don't think I'm ready. What's the trail out east, Steve? That's kind of the, is it the Manterio Trail? Have you ever done that? No, I haven't. No, that's well, maybe. That's like, that's seen as kind of a real challenging trail, right? Right. Like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be up for it. I, I, the, I have one trail that I, oh, I, so I guess that would be a bucket list trail. It's called the Wild Atlantic Way and it, I've, I've walked part of it, and it's along the Atlantic coast of Ireland. And um, so it's like one of these really long right. walks that you could do for three months or something like that, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, like you, you, you know, there's lots of those type of walks. Yeah. They, they have them in the States or as well or whatever. All around the world, there's walks like that. And um, I mean, I, I don't know that I would walk for three months, but I wouldn't mind walking for like, you know, two weeks or something like that or longer. Ever, have you seen the movie Wild with Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movie, right? Yeah. And it'd be cool to do something like that. I'd like to do something like that, you know. Um, so uh, maybe we'll find a nice walk honey, in Manitoba. Yeah, honey, I'm just going to go out for a walk. <laughs> I'll see you in three months. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the overtime period of our Jet Cetera podcast. I was going to say our Food Cetera <laughs> podcast, Mike. I got an email from a guy. He's a regular reader of uh, my playbook, and he's a regular listener of our of our podcast. And he was like, you guys have mentioned that guy that called it the food cast, but right. you haven't mentioned him for a while. Oh. It's, it was him. It was I, him. I, I, obviously, oh. right? Do you know what I mean? Like, and so a shout out to yes. our food cast guy. Does he have a name? Do we remember his um, name? He does. Yeah, I'd have to look in the email or whatever. We'll give him his uh, his. I think about him at Cliff. Hi, Cliff. I'll have to look. I should have got that name right now. <laughs> anyway, so I know you're all jacked up about your... Uh, air fryer. Listen, I don't have an air fryer. I don't have an Instapot. I don't have a, I do have a slow cooker that I use once in a while, a blue moon. I don't have a George Foreman grill. Um, <laughs> I think we got all of those. I got a frying couple. I got some good frying pans. I got, a, I got a, I got a cast iron 
frying pan that's seasoned so smooth that you could fry an egg on it. Um, I'm a, yeah, I'm an old school guy when it comes to cooking. Mike. So but tell me about this air fryer. So my wife, and normally I'd be hesitant to buy my wife. Some, she does most of the cooking in our house. Uh, okay. She does all of the cooking. In I our do house. all the cooking in my house. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I do a little, <laughs> very little bit and I'll fend for myself at times, but in terms of like a big family meal, it's always my wife that makes it. And she's a terrific cook. Um, but she said to me, I'd really like an air fryer. This is like last fall. And it, you're like, do you want to get your spouse like something? I mean, it just feels like you're giving them something to now do more work with. So, but she really guess, wanted yeah, an maybe. air fryer. But she wanted it though. Yeah. It would be like buying a vacuum or like to me, that doesn't really <laughs> scream gift. Right, it's just no, work. I, th- I think kitchen. Nah, I think kitchen stuff is different than buying a vacuum. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I just when you think of gift, you think of something that. I mean, I guess it should be something that makes them happy. And she said yeah, an air fryer I've would bought, make me happy. I bought knives or pots and pans. Sure. I bought somebody a, a really beautiful set of pots and pans for this at, at this Christmas or whatever. So she I ordered it. this uh, air fryer off Amazon. It's called a Ninja 7-in-1 because it does a whole bunch of other things. Ah, Ninja. Uh, yeah. Uh, and my goodness, it is. So I've been on a sweet potato kick lately because they're good for you and they yeah. fall under. So we've been, she's been making these um, sweet potato fries that aren't coated. There's no oil or butter or anything. They're just... They're just sweet potatoes Boring. diced, except, my God, the taste. You put a little salt and you season them a bit, but they are unbelievable. And the uh, we, we had previously tried them in the oven. They still come out, no matter what you do, they kind of come out soggy. There's Why do no, you broil them a little bit? Yeah, but the air fryer, and, they're, and it's quick because it's all like pressure and you get these things and they are hot and crispy really? and just delicious. Wow. We, we actually did... Um, hot dogs the other day in the air fryer instead of on the barbecue so i have these i like these eve's veggie dogs they're really uh, low points and they're spicy sausages they're called yeah so just that's not a hot dog then you just know that right, right. okay just, yeah no I'm it's, just clarifying but there were hot it's dogs. not a veggie burger it's a veggie patty right and it's not a veggie <laughs> hot dog it's a veggie something but yeah just i just want to clarify that i will okay, okay. i will not call it a hot dog but it's hot it's or like a veggie a burger dog. it's not right uh patty and uh, <laughs> so I've done these on the barbecue lots, and they're they're good, they're fine. In the air fryer, they were unbelievable. And my wife did for our kids these like cheddar cheese smokies, and they came out like amazing. Really? Oh yeah, the air fryer. And uh, you look on social media; everybody's. I think everybody and their dog got an air fryer. Everybody for or an Instapot, yeah, or an yeah. Instapot, yeah. which we also had and and use. And but there's actually an Instapot element to this seven in one as well. So I'm on the air fryer train for sure because uh, you can. The idea is you can eat foods in. You can simulate the frying part of them without the unhealthy part of frying. Like you don't have to pour the oil. Like it it, it gotcha. does the same. You know the crispiness and that without the oils and. And oh, the fat. So, yeah. Well, okay. But so it's healthy fried food in that all right. sense. All right. I like, I, I mean, I use oil to cook, I like coconut oil. Right. Or olive oil. And those are both, in my scheme of things, healthy fats. Yeah. So, um, but I hear you. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know that I'll buy one, but I might find somebody to make me some chips or something <laughs> like that. 
I'd bring some in, but they'll be soggy, I'm yeah, sure, by the time I get them. Then, you need to yeah. eat them like right out of the air could fryer. Could you bring the, insta- the air fryer right in here and we could cook in the <laughs> office here one day? <laughs> I, I, we probably could do like a live cooking demonstration. Oh, we so. mentioned, I think it was last week that we mentioned some resolutions or something. I've lost four pounds and since our last Very, podcast. Congratulations. That's yeah, I just uh, haven't had any dessert. Um, so that's the big thing with me is not no desserts. Um, you know, I work out lots or whatever and. So it's pretty easy to shed four pounds down to 206. How's your thing going? I'm at 89 now 89. after uh, one and a half, 1.6. This I weigh in every Monday. Uh, so yeah, 89 pounds, uh, 11 away from hitting this Good century mark. Um, and that's great. Thanks. What, what's really been, what surprised me uh, is I was a guy, I went to the gym four times a week and I went to the gym four times a week, even when I was big. Um and since I haven't been to the gym since the end of October, because we can't in Winnipeg. And I honestly thought, well, there goes that. And I thought at at most, I'll be able to just tread water. That would be a victory. I, I look since the beginning of November, I've still lost over 20 pounds without going to the gym, which to me, that's that's been really... Yeah, they say it's 90% diet, eh? It, for yeah, sure. And that really hammers that home to me. That yeah, going to the gym and working out for me is not about... It's not. It's never been about uh, losing weight. Um, it, it helps or whatever. It helps maintain weight even. For me, it's about being strong. It's about being able to do life things. It's for about sure. being able to go hiking. It's about... That's what it's all about. Like I work out so that I can go biking. Yeah. I don't bike for fitness. I And I look back like at the mentality. You're right about the diet part because in the past... You'd say, "Oh, I had a good workout at the gym today, so now I can eat more." Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. You can get away with. Oh, more. I've done that. I know that one, right? Mike. <laughs> so you're just spinning your wheels in that sense. So it really, it really yeah. is the diet, uh, which has been great. And um, yeah, I uh, like I said, the weather's been cooperative as well. I really enjoy getting out uh, and All breathing right. in that well, fresh air. Uh, I don't know what you're going to be able to do as far as eating when you're on the road. There'll be no restaurants open. There'll be lots of room service. Be yes. careful about that. So anyways, uh, folks, that's it for our uh, last Jet Setter podcast before the, season, before the yeah. season starts. By this time next week, the Jets will have played one, two, three, three four games. Three. three. Because they played they played so tomorrow. We'll talk to you from Ottawa. From Ottawa. Week. In fact, we'll be coming off of back to back games in Toronto and Ottawa next Monday and Tuesday. So we'll and we'll be setting up the following night's game uh, in Ottawa to end the road trip. Right, so, so the Jets will be three and oh at that point, right? <laughs> If they're 0-3, my goodness. Oh, oh, Mike, stay positive. Aren't you getting any of those emails? I do get those emails. uh. (laughs) All right, folks, enjoy the game. Uh, Enjoy the games. Enjoy the season. Enjoy our coverage. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy yourselves. Take care.